Hello and welcome to the RSL Random Fan Podcast, episode something, week something in uh, Major League Soccer. <laughs> where I think we're episode 26 or 7. And remember the podcast, the RSL Random Fan Podcast is the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of knowledge and soccer experience. 28. Episode 28. There you go. I was like, soccer experience, 28. Soccer experience, (laughs) if you're 28. Yeah. Yeah, Week 26 in in Major League Soccer. So we had a game. We did. And it was a game. And welcome back, Brennan. (sighs) That's right. So dumb. So dumb, dude. (laughs) But you were gone last week and we missed you. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure everybody that listens did too. The Sharks Uh, didn't get you. No, I wasn't even in the ocean. Oh, but you were in California. Yeah, I was in California at a hotel. Right. <laughs> like, there was a pool. Did the sharks frequent the pool? Well, no. What were the wave runners for then? The pool? I was picking up a wave runner. For what? To take home. Oh, are they... Oh, I get it. The in-laws. Yeah. Yeah, the in-laws. I still don't get it. The in-laws are letting us borrow, quotations, borrow a wave runner. Uh, hence the picking up of the wave runner. Yes. Gotcha. Yeah. How, how was that? It was terrible. It was a terrible drive. I hated it, but yeah. it, was, it was okay. But you got the wave runner. I got the wave runner. So it's worth it. But we're still sharing it, so it's not fully mine. <laughs> but, you know, beggars can't be choosers. No, no, they can't. That's what I heard. So, back to the game. And, and yes, definitely welcome back. And I'm Brant, and we have... Tyler. And we welcome back... Who? Brennan. Brennan again. Who is this guy? Oh, we'll just keep dude. welcoming him back. Yeah. So, Zach McMath in goal. Uh, Herrera, Glad, Silva, and Brody across the back. Chang, Ruiz, Lafosa, Miram, Saberino, and Cordova. Pretty much the same lineup as last week. If only we held on to that the whole game. That would have been lovely. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Pessimism I, I mean, we, we did start the exact same way we have for the last while, and I think there's been a couple of potential people challenging for starting spots that maybe could have started a game like this. Mm-hmm. Like? Like maybe Luna. Yeah, yeah Lu- that Lu- is... It a- looked like he was playing well enough to start a game and maybe give Miram a rest. But Pablo likes to see that in the practice, though. You have to really impress Pablo in practice in order to play on the game. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, I get that. Or Hidalgo for Chang or, you know. I would support that. Not going to lie. Give the kid a start. Yeah. See what he can do. I mean, he changed his name, so he's serious. So yeah, let's put him on the it. field and see if that's going to change the chemistry on the field. Yeah, on the bench we had Rubin, Hidalgo, Beasler. Julio Gomez, Kapilov, Holt, Caldwell, and Luna. And and, yeah. and honestly, a couple of these guys are probably going to get dropped when we bring in those three new guys that we signed, right? The Bryans. The Bryans and the... The Moose. 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 Right, so if you're going to probably drop them, give them a, one last chance to, to go out with a bang, you know, kind of a thing. Like, let's start you and see what you do. And if you can't hang then hey it's an easy sub and an easy drop to the bench hey we gave you a 63 minutes kind of a thing you didn't deliver we didn't get through it yeah that's kind of a simple simple mindset i kind of enjoy that idea pretty straightforward right Mm -hmm. anyway same starting 11 yep 442 yeah well four 
the four two three one, right? Oh, did he do a four two three one? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, Lofelson and, and uh Ruiz. Ruiz kinda sit central and Miriam and Chang kinda go up top right up. with Severino. And then Cordova's kind of all alone up top, but then they, they rotate around and Yeah. You know. And Severino I d I didn't think had a great first half for sure. Um he started to push better in the second half, but he just seemed off. Yeah. I, you're not the only person that's uh mentioned that. Mm-hmm. I think it was pretty obvious that something was wasn't clicking in the first half, although the game was clicking from the get go. Yeah, it very was physical. It was action packed. Yeah, mean, like on the kickoff. The right. the first play, uh Cordova goes after a ball and the Vancouver guy comes in and heads it and then leaves his elbow <laughs> right through uh, right Cordova. In his jaw. <laughs> and uh, right in the chin. Oh we were it was right down at our end and uh when we were watching the game and didn't look like much, but then they showed the replay, and the whole crowd goes, whoa. And then watching the replay, um, the game again, it's like, yeah, he, he definitely knew what that defender knew what he was doing. Yeah, he headed he had, the ball. Yeah, why is, his, why is his arm that high with his shoulders tilted? You know what I mean? In order to get your arm that high, you're, you're going to drop your right shoulder, and your left shoulder's now up. That's no point in the header. There's no point. Yeah, that was that was strange. Well, after he, he headed it to he follow figured, through like that, uh, we're ten seconds in. I'm getting a free one. Yeah, no kidding. Because <laughs> you're not going to be the ref that calls that. Yeah, this is just how I head the ball. I, I head it and then I swing my elbows. I do that every time, ref. You used to be good at basketball. <laughs> so, one thing too is like, do these teams not like each other? I think or? after this game, they don't. At least Real doesn't like him. That's for sure. Yeah, it's. Um, Really interesting. There's a lot of I don't know. There's a ton of animosity, or these these guys just like playing against each other. Corner or something, or a shot and a goal, and then Glad went down uh, in the third minute, and he's looking like, oh man, you're is he a hamstring again? Yeah, or? It looked like he was gonna have to get subbed, right? I yeah, mean, he was like math made the signal. And, yeah, I'd like to come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was strange, strange, and then all of a sudden he hopped up just like in true soccer fashion and started running. He was good. Gave him the magic spray, and then he was off. <laughs> no, I think he was a little worried because he was sitting there, and he was, you know, moving his hands around like he was going to go out. And I was thinking, oh, boy. If, yeah, if, if, if that if, – If Glad goes the out, the power of Glad leaves, <laughs> we're in a huge yes. amount of trouble. That's what I told my wife. Oh, oh that is not good. But yeah, the action just kept coming, it seemed like. There was a lot of play back and forth in the first half. Chang had a nice shot. And one thing, uh, Chang had, had a good game, surprisingly, right? Yeah. At least going forward. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't really uh, follow up too much on his defensive end, but he had a nice little flick-on header. See, now we're just picking and choosing the positives of Chang instead of the overall, which is good. It's good to talk about the positives. You know what I mean? Instead of <laughs> well, it's obvious. obvious. I was letting it go. Yeah, you, yeah, go. you, you were letting literally you, your lips were touching because you were just like, I'm not well, going to say. Keep anything. talking about how awesome Ching is. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, I didn't say he was awesome. I said he had a good first half. <laughs> yeah. You know, he was active in it. And one of the things I think is that Vancouver may have watched some film because it seemed like they had a lot. They were packing the other side, right? They were trying to keep the ball away from Brody and Miram. Which left Ching wide open for the switch, which 
which is a, fa- a failsafe. It's 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 a foolproof plan from Vancouver. You know what I mean? Like if I were to watch the film, that's what I would have done. That's what I would do. But he did have a, a lovely flick on header that uh, came close. Oh, that's true. That, that was a uh, pretty good a, opportunity there. I went. I was writing down the minutes for a change, but the <gasps> seventh Look minute. At that. <laughs> it was a nice flick on because there was so much action. Action, and I was worried because right after that, uh, Lovelson <laughs> wipes out. Uh, Oh, oh yeah, he gets the yellow card. Was that Cavallini? No, it wasn't Cavallini because right after that, uh, uh, that man, was the that was the shot, shot that Cavallini had. Oh, what was his bucket? Yeah, totally took him out. Like it was questionable studs up. Like he went very aggressive into him, and you just you just see him like go, "Hey, are you all right?" And then keep running. You're like totally, I got to stay in the play. But yeah, that was a that was a scary situation. I yeah, was glad I was, I was worried about that one too. I was glad it was just a yellow because that was a little optimistic, I guess you could say, going to the ground like that. His studs were up. His studs cleats were showing, but as they weren't up, he kept his foot on the ground and just yeah. kind of caught him with the knee. And then uh, that Vancouver had the ball and they went forward, and uh, Cavallini uh, had a nice shot, but uh, it was deemed offsides. Offsides, yes. Rightly so. It was offsides. It was a ways offside. Mm-hmm. That's why I was like, that, uh, once again, once again, they don't do the freaking, just put your flag up. Put your flag up. That's all you need to do. Yeah. Like, don't. It, when it's obvious, stop the play. Yeah. Like, it was obvious because two of them were off. Uh, not just Cavallini. What's his bucket? The other striker. Yeah. Both of them were off. They were. And it's just frustrating. But Which, whatever. honestly, looking at the refereeing of the game and the way it was refereed, besides little things like that, like. Solid. Yeah, it didn't mess up the game, which that's, to me, one of the goals of refereeing is to stay out of the way of the game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Let the players play, let the stars be stars, let the let the game play out the way it's going to play. And for the most part, Izmir Pekmik did it. Pekmik. Well, one thing, too, is these two teams weren't really playing the ref. Yeah. Right? Which it, helps a lot. Yeah, they just played the game. And there wasn't a lot of gamesmanship. And I think sometimes uh, maybe RSL kind of falls into that trap, especially when you're playing um, Seattle, Portland, some of these other teams Mm -hmm. that uh, tend to enjoy baiting the ref, Kansas Mm -hmm. City. Right. And and Vancouver didn't do it. We didn't do it for the most part. There were some physical exchanges here and there. Shoulders. And the ref let them go. And we all just played on, which I thought was cool. That was good. Mm. Yeah, it was really entertaining. It was it was overall a fun game. But back to your question about, you know, Chang having a good game and uh it's interesting we could talk about um your everyone's thoughts on the sub patterns and Yeah, we'll get to that. Huh? Uh we we can bring that up at halftime maybe or whenever. But it is an, an interesting question to talk about. So, cuz I think Chang he did what he did well was he was active. He didn't just hang out on his wing and hope the ball got to him, right? Which we've criticized him for in the past. He's been, he was much more active, coming back into the middle, working out wide. But when we had to bring the ball down his side, not a lot happened. You know what I mean? Like it's different when it comes down yeah. the Brody's Miram side. It well, feels yeah. like felt felt like to me. It anyway. kind of feels like when you were in elementary school and you were playing basketball, and then the you're you're on the team or whatever, and they would pass it to that one kid 
that could shoot that, the, that, could, that thought he could shoot but never could oh the so, chucker you know what i mean yeah. so like when he Throw got the ball the everybody just guarded everybody else and you just leave him at the top of the key to shoot his three because shoot, he's bro. been watching steph curry for too long and you're like he's not gonna make it let's just get the rebound <laughs> he's and in third grade he can't shoot from the top yeah, of the key it was kind of like that 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 idea from vancouver it was like yeah we i mean Chang, if he has room he's gonna dribble but as soon as you put a man to mark him and get on him he doesn't have any moves in his arsenal no, he's that are up to that quality game. to get around somebody. You know what I mean? He's an off-the-ball generator. If he has space, give him the ball so he can cross it in. But when it comes to actually being self-sufficient and creating his own opportunities, that's never going to happen, I don't think. I mean, that's probably not a good way to think about it, but just from well, this, not this season. Yeah, yeah, this season is showing that he has a lot more to work on overall as a player. But I really wanted to give a shout-out to Mira, man. That dude is like, he's a top class player. I mean, yeah, he's older, but damn, like that guy can play. That dude is like so good on the wing. That guy is so clever on the ball, changing directions. It's like when he touches the ball, you're just like, okay, let's see what he does. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. exciting when he gets on the ball and starts Absolutely. Dribbling. Especially yeah. the first half. I thought he was playing so well in the first half. He did get clocked a few times. Yeah, I mean that was that was scary. He got twice. He got hit. Like he had to do like a concussion protocol. But really, really impressed with Miram is for the entire first half. I thought he was really the opportunity creator. So is that the the recipe to beat RSL? Is foul Miram and let Chang beat you? That's look like uh, that looks like that they were doing. I mean, I don't want to do all the scouting for the other teams in MLS, but yeah, they probably listen to this podcast, so we yeah, can watch out. No, they they all do, right? And we get we get the scoop, so they're always trying to get <laughs> tactics from us. Inside scoop, the new segment. <laughs> Inside scoop. No, yeah, I, we're, we're gonna do a whole segment: how to beat RSL, the brand. <laughs> how to beat our very favorite team in the world. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how to make us talk in negative fashion oh goodness we no we better not do that anyway but yeah so super super strong player overall i mean ruiz was kind of quiet this this game i don't think he was really orchestrating he was playing a little far farther back yeah which i thought was a little interesting but he Maybe had his was- moments going forward you know, I think the Savarino kind of was disconnected as well. And when he did get the ball, he was too far from goal to do Savarino-type things. Mm-hmm. Except that one where he smashed it off the crossbar with nobody around. I was, oh, like, oh, was that the bro. first half? I thought that was the second half. No, the second half. In the first half, he right... Uh, the, he tries to do the bicycle <clears throat> kick. Yeah, the action just was just back and forth. Yeah. All first half and <clears throat> Chang... Had a nice uh, play. Uh, I think it was after a cross or a pass from Glad. And he went across it, bounced off the Vancouver player, then he got it back and he sends it over to Sava. And Sava did try the. Uh, the half uh, bike? The half bike. Oh, yeah. Side volley. Did not go well, but it, yeah, looked, it, was a, it looked cool. It looked nice. Reminds me when I was playing indoor soccer. At- Age 26, and I tried a bike, and I missed it. Ooh. And I was walking off the field hurt. <laughs> Not just those, my pride. Those hips don't feel good after <laughs> and that. I, and I just got to the wall, and my buddy's like, wow, looks like you're too old for that now. <laughs> 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 and I was like, yep, at age 26, I'm washed up. <laughs> yep. 
Well, soccer, soccer is a strenuous sport, especially on the knees. Oh, yeah. Same with tennis. Tennis is like your knees get destroyed before right. you're going to I mean, you're school. stopping, changing directions all the time, both sports. Mm-hmm. Basketball a fair amount, too. Especially if you play on turf. That's a killer. I know. That's why I love that we have grass. Probably uh, the that, best field in MLS. Well, yeah. yeah. They really, were talking oh, about that. The we hun- could, 100 degree weather and it's still like pristine grass and like other teams are talking about how like it's probably the best pitch in the MLS overall just because of the greenskeepers. Yeah, and they did have uh, the start of the game. I don't know if it was showed up on TV, but right before the teams were walking out, the Dan Farns and his grounds crew were down at the uh, our end. I, I can remember. North end. North end. This. I'm terrible with directions. Northwest. <laughs> I'm terrible <laughs> with directions. Section 25. I'm terrible with directions. And uh, they were, had to re-cha- They had to change out the net. Oh, right the, before the game started. Yeah, like literally as the game was starting, <laughs> they were finishing up, the uh, making sure it was all on there nice and tight. Yeah, the but, warm-up like burned too many holes in the net apparently. Yeah, it was hilarious. So they had to switch it at the last second. So good job, Dan, and your team. Yeah, shout out Dan. Job, Dan. Who's Dan? Dan Dan's Farns. Is, he's the guy who's in charge of the greens, him. man. He's he's in charge of the grounds crew. It's all about who you know, and we know Dan. We know oh, Dustin. Okay. Oh, we know Dustin. Dustin. Dustin knows Dan. Dustin oh, Dustin knows, knows Dan. Dustin, Dustin works for Dan. Oh, is that's the man. right. He and, is the man to work yeah. for. And Dustin did a great job because he was the last one there, making sure it was perfect. Oh, good job, Dustin. I got a nice. What a got guy. a nice cheer. What a guy. He is a good guy. He is. <laughs> anyway, back to the game. Good job, grounds crew. I mean, as fans, we care about that. We right? do. Yeah. It's like our team's taken care of. We're we're so used to it now. We just are like, what? It's not fully green in that one spot. Like, what's going on? Yeah, other fields around the league don't look as. Yeah, good. Yeah, I know. When you watched, uh, what was it? Was it NY? New York? Was it New York? You know what I mean? Because I was like, is that grass? Or is that like... I've seen that somewhere, but I think it was a different sport. Baseball. That that type... Oh, yeah, that's right. It was a baseball field. (laughs) The stupid soccer field of baseball baseball. players. It's not the same grass. Figure it out, NYCFCFC. Or just put some benches. Put some benches where home plate is. You know what I mean? Make it feel like a stadium, not like a weird diamond. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Yeah, It was very exciting first half. Back to our first half. Yeah, in the soccer stadium. Yeah, the soccer stadium. Yeah, the riot. There was a continue. Arsenal continue to have um, chances, opportunities. Chances. Uh, Cordova had a nice header in the middle of the twenty seventh minute, and then uh, Sava had one where um, right across the top of the box, and um, I think was it was his left foot. No, I think it was his right foot at a miss. Yeah, and he just like shanked oh, he, it big yeah, time. Yeah, he shanked. Huh? It was a shank. That was oh, one. I was like, man. oh, bro, come on. What? It was, he had, Seven had like four chances in the first 20, 30 minutes. He, and I was like, what are you doing, bro? That, Where it, are you? It was so such a nice setup for him that I think he probably, one of those, oh, this is going to be great, going to be great. Oh, I missed it. Yeah. <laughs> like, how is this so perfect? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's just not what we're used to from him, you know. The quality is usually there, and today it wasn't. So Sava was a little off, and Chang was a little on. It was weird. Yeah, strange. <laughs> the first half. Didn't see that coming. And then, uh, but McMath, I thought he played really well in the first half. Um, he did have the, the nice little save where Cavallini had a shot late in the first half, down on the line was a shot slash pass and 
Miriam just had to push McMath. it. McMath had to push it over. Miriam pushed it over Tom and got a red card. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> nope, nope, no, no, no. No, it was McMath. It was a nice save. Um, so, yeah, the first half. Any thoughts on the first half other than it was exciting? Lots of chances, it felt like. Um, nice mm. physical play. It was, it was a fun game to watch in the first half. Yeah, honestly, at halftime, I, I just thought, who's going to have the quality to finish this game? Because it felt like everybody was take. knocking on the door. Everybody yeah. was like, okay, so it might be them. Oh, no, no, no. It might be us. It might be us. Oh, okay. And like the, the, the way the game shifted back and forth in the first half, it was exciting because you're. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was like, we just need quality now. Because a lot of times you need just that intensity to get that hustle, to get the game going your way. And once it does. Then you gotta relax and have the quality to be able to finish. It's that balance, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, who's gonna have that quality in the second half? One of the things I noticed too in the first half, watching the game, is it felt like uh, this game, the Seattle game, and even in the LAFC game, which obviously didn't go our way, but it seems like that RSL from the first half of the season, the gritty, tough, positive. Uh, team is trying to come back and it felt like there was the game was in their was in their hands they didn't feel like they this were, was the game to lose you well, know what i mean like we had we had it we were doing everything right to it's win a trap to, game. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah well i also feel that the reason why we had so much success at the beginning of the season was because uh people have written us off you know people didn't expect us to be this high quality team they didn't expect us to have all these you know all these chances. And then the first few games, that's why we shot up the ranking so fast because we were kind of like the underdog that people didn't really pay attention to. And then now when they saw that we were close to the top of the table, everybody's like, okay, we got to watch these guys. And now we can't, we have to rise to that level. And the problem with us is we don't rise to the level. Yeah. We got to catch them by surprise. Isn't working anymore. It doesn't yeah. work in the playoffs. Either. We're like a predator in the bushes, you know, <laughs> just like we're going to pounce. Yeah, and, and I think that, you know, because of that, then it looks like we play down to our opponent in this case, right? Like, Vancouver is not Seattle. Vancouver not a title-winning team. LAFC. No. They, they're a quality team, and they've showed that over the last little bit. And they've they've had a, a big surge. They were bottom of the table to start of the season, but they've come on strong and shown that they're way better than Kansas City and San Jose, but... Not dramatically better. No. <laughs> and, no. And it was a game that we probably should have won. And it just is rough that we had so many chances there and no quality in the finish. Mm-hmm. We could have easily been up 2-0 at half and coasted to a 3-0 win like we did at Houston when Houston came to town. But, man, it was like, oh, boy. You're, you're talking like you know the end of this, the game. Why are you talking yeah, like you I, know the end of the game? I don't know the end of the season. We, we also, yeah. when we do this podcast, we also have to assume people don't know the score at the end of the game. Like they come to us to well, know what happened. Well, usually why. we just give it away right off the front, but we didn't <laughs> this time. True. So that's I'm true. Pretending that there's still some. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to let's get to halftime. Okay, halftime. Whistle, whistle. Whistle, whistle, whistle. It's halftime. Everybody join. Way to bring halftime. Grab your orange slices. Yeah, so halftime, orange slices, thoughts on the first half. Yeah, how about you? We'll start with you. I I had, I was going back and forth, you know, trying to be creative because, you know, we. Sleepless nights. I know. 
Me too. Yeah. I was yeah. like, who's going to get my orange who's slice? Who's going to get these orange slices? Are we going to do different orange slices? I've peeled this orange. Is it a tangerine? Are we doing grapefruit? <laughs> and I just want to give it to someone special. <laughs> I did get a grapefruit once and it threw me off. I was like, what is this? Like, know, right? This is supposed to be oranges or grapes and that's it. I'm going to give mine. Okay. And it's not the Christmas one either, the chocolate one. Okay. Gross. Nobody loves those. <laughs> Everybody. Would. Nobody loves those. That's what we gave okay. out last week when you I were here. I did listen to the last podcast as I was driving home, and you said that. And I was like, there is no way on this freaking planet that cool. you pass by the chocolate. aisle, right? You pass by the chocolate aisle. It's Season's done. Christmas is over, right? You go the next day. Guess what's still on the shelves? It's Guess. in the bargain bin. That disgusting orange chocolate thing. <laughs> and those little orange straws that are chocolate, too. Those are the two last things and maybe like a Toblerone. But that's it. You are the only one on this planet that loves those. Yeah. Well, that's when we get yours. Right oh in the clearance. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For next oh year. Oh, my gosh, man. I was like, chocolate-covered oranges? That's like, no, no. So Nobody I, loves those. Uh, I'm going to get my regular orange slice. Thank you. Thank okay. you. To McMath. I thought McMath had, what in this game, I thought his distribution was. Top-notch. Top notch. I was gonna say excellent, but that might be a little. We also we were it's we were countering really well because of his heads up ideas. You know, like as soon as he got the ball, he saw yeah. Lawfulson or something like that, and then rolled it right to him. It was nice. We didn't try to slow pace. He was yeah yeah. I thought his I distribution a lot of no one is is a Romando in their distribution. Right. Nick Romando was incredible at distribution. Oh, really? But, was he like a manager or something like that? Who who was this Nick? Guy? Was like he worked in a warehouse. Did you say Nick Cardo? Romando. Nick. Nick yeah, Nick Oh yeah, that guy. Oh, the oh yeah. I don't know who that is. Yes, <laughs> you do. <laughs> <laughs> so I would give it to Mike Math because I thought his distribution was was great today. Yeah. Whole game? You say? Whole, whole game? Whole game. Is this a whole game orange? It can be. We, we can give some way. You know, the post game treat if you'd like. Let's do post game treat. Okay. Um, my first half, if you don't mind, going before you. Um, I would I would say uh, Miram. I would say 100 percent Miram. Super impressed with his quality, and uh, I do like his end of game uh, chat that he had with Dunny. That was really awesome. Made me happy how pissed off he was at the end of the game, <laughs> and I was like, "Yes, about time." You know what I mean? Like he was so frustrated. He's like, "I can't hide it. I can't hide it. I'm just pissed." And I was like, "Yes, thank you. Honesty. That's what we need. You know, like we want to hear what goes on in the locker room. You know what I mean? We like be real. Right? Like are we just going to be riding this? You know, oh, positive vibes only." You know what I mean? So, but also just able to create, a, a be super comfortable over the ball, gave us a lot of chances, and uh, he didn't get subbed out through uh, concussion protocol, so that was even pre- more impressive. <laughs> so, thank you, Miriam. Yeah, um, I'm I'm gonna go with Glad. I thought Glad was great on the ball and worked through whatever injury he thought he had. You know, kind of came back, and hopefully he won't miss the next game because some of those injuries they. They're okay at the minute, and then at the end of the game, it swells up, and you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't doesn't make it for the next game. So hopefully, he's good. But uh, for me, he was solid. Um, almost everything was clean. No one got a real great look at goal, and it felt like he covered a lot of ground and did a lot of good work. Yeah, great orange, regular orange slice choices. 
man. Do you like to cut them or peel them first? So my, th- my thing is, like, do I decide to eat these or do I the throw chocolate them away? ones? Yeah, the chocolate ones because I'm like, I get oh, it. Oh, come on. Well, it's like a, it's a, it's what a are, thing. What about we do the candied year. ones? The candied ones that have like the sugar on the outside? No, definitely not. He just gets me the chocolate ones that are in oh. that little orange ball. So and it's good. and it, I still he eat used it. to get him the orange ones. <laughs> he used to, yeah. He used to Santa. Oh, man. Don't give it away on the podcast. So many kids listen. Sorry. At least three kids well, listen Santa to the podcast. Santa doesn't drop off presents anymore. <laughs> it's true. Oh, goodness. I woke up and I was like, there's nothing. I was like, oh, that's right. I don't have a chimney. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> so after the chimney save by McMath, we move into the second half. So they call that a segue, well, ladies didn't we and gentlemen. Wanna, I think uh, <laughs> before we get away from the first half didn't we want to talk about like the subs well there, or just, there weren't any subs in the first half well just well overall patterns so, so yeah the the history of real this season with their subs some games it's been right it's i've seen i can tell okay this that makes sense pablo's doing this and this that's why he's putting out this person and this person but i would say more than 50 percent of the time it's why do, are we doing it so late or why are we doing it in the first place you know what i mean we've had so many 80 plus minute subs that it makes no sense to me and we've had games where we're not being successful so why are we holding on to these like why are we still allowing these players to you know not succeed like why aren't we changing up the pattern it seems we're a little Maybe he's just too hopeful. You know what I mean? Like he's he has too much faith in in the the game plan that they've had. But yeah, I think that's that's Minestrone's uh, kryptonite, I, I believe. But I don't know if that's a mixture of assistant coach too and like what they're. Yeah, it to me, it's like you trust your starters, and I I don't understand that phraseology a whole lot. It's like you don't trust your starters to me. To me, as a coach, you kind of distance yourself a little bit from that, and you say, you ask the question, how is the game going? Where does our team need to improve? What do we need to do to strengthen whatever, right? And it's not like Vancouver was getting a lot of open headers in the box. No. Mm-mm. Or we were worried about playing out of the back. Maybe he was worried about Glad's Glad, yeah, or whatever leg. But... We we did that before, didn't we? Didn't we do that where we had that sub and we did like five in the back? Yeah, but we did five in the back on the road at Seattle, which makes sense because that's what it was. You got Seattle and they're Seattle, and but, so, <laughs> you got a ton of firepower, so, so from, you want big, strong defenders who can one on one defend, and that makes sense. <clears throat> but in this game, I don't know why it, you would call for that. But I don't even I don't even enjoy the fact that you're now spreading it out. Five, five wide, right? You're now five in the back line, right? Now you've thinned out your midfield, so now you're three up top, three in the middle, yeah, and then you're two up top. So now that gives that team more freedom to play in that upper third to generate stuff. Like it's super. To create more chances because the midfield. Midfield's thinned out. You're giving away the midfield. My question on his subs on during the season has been introducing giving other players a little bit of a chance are they just just not doing it in practice and he doesn't believe in them like luna 
right? We picked up Luna. Well, I don't know if Luna would have been a great sub uh, in this game, but perhaps he might have been because when you're you're doing maybe parking the bus, and uh, one of the ways to counter that is for you to possess the ball, right? <clears throat> when you get the ball, to keep the ball and push the ball forward, and that's and, yeah. And according to all accounts, Luna is one of the guys on the team that can hold the ball. Yeah. And so that was something that was missing in this game, I think. So, and over the season. So, that's one of the things I think you're right that maybe Pablo still needs to work on is how do you incorporate more players into the game plan so that by the end of the season, Seattle's great at this. Maybe not this season, but traditionally they have. That's because they got fruit snack. That's the only problem. Yeah, Yeah. they have been great at incorporating new players early in the season so that they are ready when they make their traditional run to the playoffs at the end of the season. That's where I think that we're being, uh, I would oh, have I questions, letting down. Like, yeah, they're, not... they're playing their 16, 17, 18-year-old kids, giving them games. But not only that, because you don't know what's going to happen when we get to the playoffs, right? You don't right. know what happens. Because, I mean, Gladys got injured. We got all these other people. So, like like you're saying, yeah, we got to cultivate our bench to where our bench is actually experienced. Because, like, Rubio Rabin... He's gonna be complimenting if he's getting time. You know what I mean? He's yeah. got he's got to be in that in that 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 temple, groove. that mindset, the groove, yeah, of of an actual game. We haven't um, done Bodie. We've hardly ever used him. Mustache Beasler. He's just. He's we know he's, what, he, we, he's confident, man. We know what we're gonna get from Beasler. He's, he's, gonna, he's a known commodity. He's he knows what he's doing. He's gonna he's gonna you know make sure he controls the game. He's gonna he's gonna, what do you say? It's like a end the game or yeah, kill the game, beast. kill the game. That's what it kill is. Kill the game, beast. That's kill the game, beast. Throw him in, let him kill the game. That's but, what, that's his specialty. But then we have Julio, which I wanted to talk about because I was not impressed with him i want to know uh, he, he, okay whatever i will talk about him later but like a caldwell and a luna caldwell needs more time if he's going to be any bit influential coming onto the field and then luna definitely needs more time i mean i think i think that atlanta game really really ruined his chances that where he played only the first 45 minutes then boom he got and sh- subbed him off sub him out and i think that's probably what's been making pablo hesitant to put him back on the field earlier which kind of sucks because, you know, when he came in for about 20 minutes against, uh, who was it? The last home game. Was it the last home game? LAFC. It might have been. He was, that, I think it was the game before LAFC. It was away, I thought. Or whatever. Well, when he came on, he was superb. You know what I mean? He he really gave us more chances. And that's that's going to be probably just be inexperience from the higher-ups. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's people just trying to trying to win games without thinking big picture and in the end we you know we can talk about sub patterns and things like this but the people that come on have to deliver that's right? true you've been trusted to come on into a game where everybody else is tired and you're fresh and you gotta make a difference like that's your job coming onto the field at that moment in time like you pretend you're gareth bale Right, that guy has just been a super oh, all, sub for I LAFC. I do all the time. <laughs> just pretend you're freaking Gareth Bell and get out there and go for it, you know. And obviously, you're not going to try to dribble the whole team and score like Gareth Bell tries to do every game. But people are tired, and you're not. So step in and do it. And you know, if we look at the overall last, what is it, 
10 games or so. What are we, 10 points on 10 games? Yeah, not in a great run of form. No. No, that's like a point a game. We're averaging a tie, which is not good. And so when I saw the 83rd minute, we're going Holt in, Cordoba out, I was like, we're parking the bus? I have a huge... Well, let's, let's, we should have been going for goal differential. Yeah, well, let's let's jump into the... Um, let's, let's start at the first one. Okay, let's let's go back to the start so, of the first half, right? Right. So we we uh, Gressel comes in for Schlupp in the fifty fifth. What a quality player, though. Well, Gressel I, Gressel's threatening. Yeah, he, he's, he's really he's, good. He's yeah. not fast anymore, but he's good. I wanted to jump into the the second half real quick because one of the things that I've noticed the last couple of games is. RSL has been put right under the gun right at the beginning of the first half. Is that uh, something that uh, teams are now taking advantage of? They know that uh, for whatever reason, RSL has been coming out We've flat been- in the second half because they had um, Vancouver had a couple of shots within a couple. Yeah. Couple well, historically, of historically we were very, we're very uh, not weak, but we're vulnerable within the first ten to fifteen minutes of both the first and second half. We are very slow. We're not. We're not a hey, let's get going kind of team. We're we're very we're very kind of feel out the situation, and that's when we have the most vulnerability. I mean, you could see like when we played Toronto, they got they scored in the, like the first eight minutes. Like that that seems to be our, our our kryptonite is that first ten to fifteen minutes, and I think all the teams know that. And plus, Vancouver from their side, they had they had a lot of opportunities just as much as we did. So they probably got fired up in the locker room and came out and said, hey, we're we can get past these guys. We can do it. Let's go. And so that's what came out. But I thought that Real kind of had the ladder. They didn't really have that huge, let's go, we can win this. It was more like, okay, let's keep our composure, blah, blah, blah. We're doing the right things, da, 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 da. So that was the kind of difference between the two teams coming out of the bench or out of their locker room. Well, and I also think that maybe they were coached to look for the counter, right? Like, And to be fair, that happened. And that's how we got our goal, right? So, do we want to break the goal down now? Are you going for the goal? No. We're, is there more before the goal we need to cover? How do you watch movies? Like, do you just go like, hey, oh, Scar dies? Yeah, when Scar dies, like, okay, we're gonna but break down what, Scar's death. What about now? Simba? I'm like, he grew up and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, no, we'll no, get to Simba. no. He, he, he kills Scar. He's no. King. I, I think there was uh, there was uh, Saba had two shots before the goal. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had the one that was a huge save by by their keeper. Yeah, where he palmed the big left hand palm. Yeah, that, that was, was that was a very very good shot. He took it on his weaker foot, knuckleball straight up. And if it was one yard to the left, because it was kind of mid center of that um, goal, that's a goal. That's a solid strike. But he didn't get all of it. It's his weaker foot, and he didn't get close. It was to the a great post. pass from Cordova. Oh yeah, to set him solid up. setup. And it was oh no, wasn't that? And then no, then uh, then a couple couple minutes later, yeah, I think that was one uh, uh, Cordova with a nice little uh, layoff, Sava with the left foot keeper. Yeah, because Sava then, takes a touch and then puts it on his left. And then the uh, the and just a couple minutes later, then Sava goes right off the, Oof. just a laser. Off goalkeeper the, goalkeeper was giving him a, a, that field goal was good. Yeah, he had <laughs> he, he had wasn't even looking in. up. <laughs> no idea where. A, they had the right off keeper the at his mercy. So then, uh, yeah, then uh, this was after. Uh, then they threatened. Yeah. They and threatened on a counter. And um, what's his bucket? It was like a first touch. He 
he just like passes it across the box and Silva was kind of sucking in. So Gressel was kind of out by himself and Gressel with just like the massive amount of technique just blasts the ball at McMath and McMath does a full horizontal save. Like that was that was quality from Vancouver. Was, yeah. That was one where you're like, ooh, I'm glad he didn't make that because I would have probably clapped if he did. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's oh. when Trey Fitzgerald tweeted out, whoa, these goalkeepers are getting some good action tonight. Those are some quality saves. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then uh, Vancouver had another, because it was back and forth all game, it seemed like. Yeah. Who where, could get the first goal? It was kind of that that mindset. And it came off the, I think it was Cavallini, drilled the, the, the post, the ball. Oh, yeah, the left top post. And then RSL countered. And it was a similar play to Seattle last week, but this oh, time it, it was, was Loffelson. Loffelson with the beautiful. Oh no, no, we, we he didn't. Did he hit the post and then McMath grabbed it? Is that what happened? I don't know if it was if he grabbed it. McMath grabbed it and distributed it to then, start the play, and then and then it went Ruiz, and then wide to Herrera, back to Ruiz, back to Loffelson, and then the ball went yes. through. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we need to do better homework. That's my problem. <laughs> it's like what was that guy? What happened there? Oh, I uh, get some homework. But, but a c- incredibly weighted pass, like Lafosin right in front. Perfect Cor- ball. That's, that's I think that's Cordova's bread and butter. He understands that that whole body position, getting right, per, um, watching the defender, and what a like just cut back, puts it. Luckily, I watched the highlights again. It looked like it was just a super clean goal, easy goal. But watching the highlights. That that was a total blockable uh, shot. Like he literally, the, the goalie put his left arm up high because he thought he was going to go high, but that doesn't really ever happen, especially in MLS. But yeah, it goes right underneath his left arm. I was like, ooh, that was closer than I thought it was going to be. Right. Yeah, I think the chop was the <clears throat> the impressive part of that run. Timing that chop is really difficult to get because the, the when there's center back to over, yeah, overshoot, then the center back is going to let you shoot on your strong foot right so getting that chop right mm-hmm. was quality that's what set that goal up and made the goal happen that's why Osley couldn't save it because he was like either way i don't know and, and you're so close you know like mm. that's that's really hard to save so you just try to be big and hope it hits you right yeah just go to open space yeah that was really top quality one one thing i think they've found out though the last couple of games with um cordoba is how do you get him the ball? You get him the ball on the ground. Yeah, it's the same with Julio. He likes it in the ground. You you get you play the ball on the on the deck to these two guys, and they're gonna have they're gonna create more chances than lofting a ball in the air to them. Because they don't they don't love the ball in the air. No, get it they on really the don't. deck to but, them. And yeah. and that's the type of ball that we need to be able to see is that that through ball with the you know with that that run going up the center. Because I mean Julio can do it. I mean especially if we're subbing him in later in the game. I mean that's that should be our our opportunity right there. Give him a through ball. Get him something where he doesn't have to chest it or you know. But Julio this game was just not effective, and he wasn't going all out. I felt like he was being way too reserved. He was holding up. He was holding up, and I'm like, if he's if if Julio is not something where we can go, hey, go run around with your chicken, your head cut off like a chicken or whatever. Like if we can't do that with confidence, then why are we putting him in? You know, it's well, we how- subbed him in in the 60 seconds, so he had time. <clears throat> you know, I think that was the the complaint the last couple weeks was, oh, seriously, an 85th minute sub for Julio, 
right? Like, what's he gonna do in five minutes? Right. But now that now that when we see this is the quality we're gonna get from him, it's like it's disappointing. It's super disappointing. It's like we we we're trying to remember, like we're using all of our memories from last year. Yeah. Being like, oh man, yeah, put him in, put him in for the whole game. We got this. Yeah. And then now we see the Julio that we have now. It's like what. We, what like what? Well, yeah, this let's talk a- about that because he was subbed in in sixty second, like you said. RSL was up, uh, was right around the goal because Cordova uh, scored in the sixty first. Uh, but I think he came in earlier, before the right before the goal. But anyway, no, it was right after sixty right second. Yeah, Julio for Chang, and and, um, and then Vancouver countered with bringing on Brian White and Burhalter, and they took out Raposo and Tybert. Tybert sitting on a yellow from the first half so rsl goes up one and it seems like then did they just write immediately call uta and bring that bus in and and park it or there were a couple of transitions that they held on to before they were going to sub um because didn't we sub after vancouver yeah Yeah. we subbed uh caldwell came in for lawfulson and rubin came in for miram and i like scott caldwell i think he's a player I think he can do a lot of good things out on the field, but he's a connector. He's he moves into space. He connects well. He doesn't make mistakes. Um, but Lawfulson's the Energizer Bunny, dude. Mm-hmm. Lawfulson moves so much. He gets into space. Well, Caldwell doesn't really do that. So I think after that sub, we kind of lost that hustle mentality in the midfield. And then Rubin came in for Miram, which who who here thinks that was a a uh, normal sub, Miram for Rubin. That's not that's not off of play. That's like trying to save Miram's lungs. Right, but then, also putting Rubin on a wing. Why? We, yeah, why did we put Rubin on the wing? I thought okay, so they're gonna drop Sava to the wing because he's not playing well. This is what I'm thinking, right? They're gonna slide Sava out to that wing because he's not getting involved in the game, right? Because he keeps missing. Try his finish, and they're gonna put a finisher Rubin up top, and he'll get one chance, and he'll either score it and we'll win two zero, or he'll miss it and we'll win one zero. That's what I was thinking, and I it, it seemed to fit with the game, but when they just put Rubin out on the wing, and then and then he was hustling back on defense, I'm like, well, I think we're using this guy wrong, you know? Well, that's the question I had about. The whole second half, after we go up, it seemed like that was the direction. I wonder if this game was lost, what we get ended up tying, because of tactical decisions from the bench. Because there was more than one time where Julio had a breakaway and he held up. And I was wondering, why doesn't he go forward on the only thing I could think That's of. That's what he's good at. Go crazy, reckless it, abandon, yeah. run at the goal and shoot it crazy, was man. He, was he instructed not to go forward and they wanted to not open, expose themselves to a counter and get spread out? Well, so, it could also be because, I mean, Chang did have that opportunity to put it away an easy goal because there was that breakaway. Uh, they shot at the goal. It was, uh, no, they didn't shoot at the goal. They passed it off to the side. Uh, Chang thought it was going to be an easy put away, and then Vancouver's defender toe poked yeah. it on a slide. That was a good <clears throat> save by their defender. Yeah, super good save. But then it felt like after that, it was just like, oh, I'm not good. Oh, I'm just going to run around. Yeah, there was definitely a drop in in. Well, yeah, I don't know if it consistency was just or intensity, and they just thought, hey, we did it last week. We 
um, we're we're going to be able to defend our way. We're going to hold this one zero lead at home, and and it felt like they were playing like they were on the road. Yeah, that was the mentality. That's what I didn't like about it. I didn't either. I was like, we're going to sit back, and then the eighty third minute sub of Holt and okay. Cordova take off our striker and put in a center back. <clears throat> that just signals park the bus. Park the bus. Hello, other team. We are officially parking the bus. We'd like to make an official declaration now that we, the bus has and our, been parked. And our, and our, you know, welcome, at home. Welcome to our midfield. Yes, and our <laughs> condolences to Holt. I mean, that's probably not a good, good way to come onto the field to make an impact. Um, realistically, the the thought process in my head would be: we're doing great, right? We're doing awesome. We're doing the four, four whatever, whatever formation two, it was two, at the one. end. Yeah, it was like a four-two-three-one, but you decide to take off a scorer and put on a defender. What does that do to the op- opposition? Oh, sweet! They're gonna allow us to just Let's go, go at them. them. Boys. You know yeah. what I mean? That that mental that mental edge is now in Vancouver's pocket, and it showed so quickly. It showed so quickly how stupid of an idea that was. <laughs> like. Cause I'm I'm sitting here like I was so happy when they got the goal. I was like, yes, Cordova got what is this third goal in three games or yeah. something like that. And this is like, oh, this is awesome. Then they put on Holt, and I'm like, what? well, did you guys see that? I mean, you were in stadium, right, Brent? I was. So yeah, so they they showed it only for a second on the broadcast, but it looked like Luna and Holt were both standing there, and then they sent Luna back to the bench, and I was like, whoops. Oops. Yeah, there oops. was oopsie. Yeah, put Luna in and then push, cha- push Rubin up top. That right? happened several times where they were gonna bring. I think they're gonna bring in uh, Julio sooner, and then he came in. Maybe he just got his jersey. And they went back and practiced. They there was a little bit of confusion on how they wanted to approach it. I don't know. Uh, are, are they making that decision that late that they're like, we'll get four guys and have them all stand up there and throw the other team off. I don't know. I don't know. Like? I, I really would have liked to have seen Luna in the game. I mean, he's a young talent, and maybe you're not trying to. I don't know what the thought process is there, but I'd like to see him get more more game time. Right. Like, meaningful game time. Give you, him a game. But the biggest problem, the biggest problem that with this game was the fact that we went defensive minded. We went, and it's not even a good defensive minded because what we should have done <laughs> is we still have the four back line, which has been working really well, and then we sub out Chang and Miram, right? And then we just have Ruiz play farther back. He can be more maneuverable. We sub in somebody for the wing, and now we're defensive minded, but we're not giving up that upper third space. You know what I mean? Because if we park five people in a line in the back line, and then we only have three people in the midfield. Now they're op- like the way they're coming up, and they know they can play high because they've been trying to play high the entire game. They are going to be more successful putting balls in the box. Exactly. And who is defending those crosses? Two forwards, right? Because mm-hmm. who were our forwards in at that moment? Rubin and Sava, and that was it. No, Sava's. St- oh, sorry. I meant who was defending our wings? Oh. Julio and Rubin. Two guys who are used to playing up top. Mm-hmm. So now they're back and they're defending our wings. And we're, we're like, no, yeah, we're not going to give up good service into the box. And that's exactly what happened. They had three or four great crosses, and then Gressel put that one away. And it was like, you saw it coming. 
Well, yeah, and what a good header, though. Because I, I mean, mean, it was a quality goal. Because Holt totally misjudged the spacing. Right. He, he he was he was on him shoulder to shoulder, and his feet weren't set to jump at the right moment. No, he. But also, do you see the gap that he got? So like, instead of like, I don't know if Gressel pushed him or something like that. But as soon as Holt saw the cross in, he started going farther and then jumping, assuming that Gressel is going to come in with him. But Gressel stayed right where he needed to be and yeah. went up and put the goal right in the corner. Yeah, he misjudged that a little bit, but to me, the the breakdown was on the wings, like allowing that cross. I mean, we're putting our strikers on the <laughs> wings to defend crosses, and it's like that that's a bigger breakdown to me than Holt mistiming that because, you know, let's if McMath was right in line of that header, he would have caught it right, but he wasn't, and obviously it scored, but it wasn't horrible. Holt wasn't horrible. He was still touch tight he, he still could have reached out and touched gressel he wasn't he didn't fall over right he didn't <laughs> he just mistimed his jump which again there's that that piece in the box that you got to as the last resort make sure you do and you know poor holt he kind of got hung out to dry on that play but it was because the service too he was getting service from both sides and yeah they were throwing guys up into the box yeah, and so something the, like that's bound to happen. Yeah, the game ends one-one frustratingly, very frustratingly, and uh, I, to me, this game is less on the players. I mean, you have to go on the field and perform, right? But more on the tactical decisions to not be more aggressive after we score a goal and give up the the upper hand to to the Vancouver. So I, I yeah, so Vancouver took four points from us this season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we took one from them. We took six from Seattle, but we gave four to Vancouver. Like, this is like, what? Come on, guys. Yeah, opportunities. We're leaving opportunities on the floor. Against Vancouver, for sure. And if you look back at our other great performances throughout the season, right? San Jose, at KC, right? Losing there, like, uh, you know? It's frustrating because this this team has had these opportunities. They've let them slip through their uh, their fingers. But also, too, not a great – it could be a better team, right? I think RSL's where they're better than they – they're higher up the table than I think everybody expected at the start of the season. So I do think they're just a, a little bit off, and maybe that's a few better coaching decisions um, – yeah, I think it's I think it's a little immaturity as far as decision making. I feel that's like they're they're a little more fearful of what could happen rather than sticking to what they going out and making <clears throat> something happen. Yeah, because especially if you're at home and you're trying to just go with a one zero win, that's not right. No, Mm-mm. Yeah, especially I, I with, don't love park the bus when you're up one zero. Nobody should all. ever park the bus that. or even say park the bus because that's another one that's <laughs> super annoying. <laughs> Nose for goal. But also, like, putting on Holt and making it five five in the back, that's like bringing a banana to a gunfight. You know, everybody's pointing at it, and then Holt's got his banana. You know what I mean? Like, what's, what's, <laughs> like, because Holt's, Holt's a great defensive well, back. You know what I mean? He's, he's, he's a great defender. But and he's probably the best <clears throat> center back, um, best passing center back. He has great absolutely. vision. Absolutely. But, but, you know, like, it just, it made it. And when you watch that goal, there's only Gressel there. You know what I mean? So yeah. Glad and Silva and Herrera are all right there, and they can't assist because they're stuck in a five. 
a five line. It reminded me of last year when Djakovic was on the field and he kept giving up headed goals. You know, like he was there. He was in the right space in the right time. But the defender would just like put their head in the right spot and head it in. And he was there, you know, he was friends with Nami. He came over to play and just kept oh, giving oh, yeah. up goals. Djakovic, right, yeah. Tony. Yeah. Yeah, so frustrating. Oftentimes, ties, especially a tie like this, are incredibly frustrating. And the and stats did kind of end out pretty even. I mean, shots were 13 to 14, possession 53 to 46 or 47, whatever. Um, you know, total passes 410 and 358. Passing accuracy 82 for us, 81.3 for them. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty well balanced. They had seven corners. We had six. You know, we had nine. We had twenty-one crosses. They had nineteen. Uh, the only thing that uh, I thought we did a little bit better job of, and it showed up in the fouls, is we only had six fouls. We played a clean game. Yeah. And usually, when you play a clean game like that, it's because you're dominating. And the fouls for them were ten, so they weren't excessive. But but it also played to the way the ref was refing the game. He allowed the physicality and all that to kind of play through. And in the end, did we get what we deserved? Probably. I, I think we did. I think I think that was a that was a big like slap to the face. Like, hey, guess what? Don't do stupid things. You know what I mean? Like, because that's what like Miriam. So, so, what's the biggest fall down for you in this game? The biggest fall down? Um, I would probably say after the subs. I think the subs didn't warrant. I think like you were saying, Rubin. Putting him on the wing, that was a very, very, very dumb idea. Um, I do feel that maybe we could have done it without um, Sava towards the end. Or, I mean, if we're going to sub out Cordova, put in Luna. You know what I mean? Change it up, have Sava play up by himself, and then uh, Luna play a little bit more back, and that strengthens our midline. Because if I think if we're going to be defensive-minded, we need to be mid, mid, midfield defensive-minded, yeah. not backline. Yeah, and to me, that's that's where we lost the game is the sub for Lawfulson out and Caldwell in, in the seventy second. That that's where the game kind of went. Mm, we're not feeling good. How about you, Brent? Yeah, I agree with all of that. Uh, what you guys have been saying, taking your foot off the gas really hurts this team. This team is much better when they are positive, going forward, possessing the ball. That. The midfield has been our Achilles heel, even though Lafelson and Sava have uh, Ruiz, Lafelson and Ruiz have been almost uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, so well, surprise. That that pairing has been a big surprise. At how well they have played. You mean a little surprise because they're a little, small. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, what do you do? Do you send in Luna so that you go from? You have all of uh, 15 feet in the midfield in height. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. It is kind of interesting. I wonder if Luna for uh, Lafelson might have been a better better sub. Get Luna a lot more time. He's more creative. He's going to find – he's going to find – I would love to see Luna out there late in the game with Julio because right. if he has that kind of talent, who's he going to find? He's going to find Julio yeah. on a breakaway because that's what we needed instead of – I was really disappointed. I, my personally, I didn't, you know, didn't ask any questions in, in the post game. I guess I should have, um, but uh, <laughs> but it looked really looked to me like Julio had opportunities to go forward and was instructed 
not to, to pull it back to pull it back pull it and instead of going for the second goal and a couple of things a couple my two favorite things about the game we're sitting there we're watching the game with my uh my soccer partner my wife and she says you know what rsl needs right about now a Mitty Bellucci for Kyle Beckerman trade. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, so we just grab our Mitty Bellucci and trade him in for one of the best defensive midfielders in MLS totally history, right. and we'll be set. Yeah. We need help in the midfield. We need something, a larger presence to go along. Like you were saying, Brendan was saying, with uh, losing it in the midfield, a larger presence in the midfield, whether that's attacking mm-hmm. midfielder or defensive a defensive midfielder but they have to be regular sized people oh no no offense to we can't change out six foot we can't go get dax mccarty no 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 we don't want dax mccarty he kicks our players (laughs) and then bodie doesn't want Dax. yeah i was just gonna say like (laughs) it's below him he doesn't do that anymore and then right after the goal and then you have to remember my my wife is uh learning to love soccer she likes soccer she goes but she's not uh, into it like maybe we are and right after the goal, she turns to me and says, "Well, you could feel that one coming." <laughs> so when your right. when your novice soccer fan feels the game the same way that we do, I think that's a good indication that RSL gave away two points because of the choices, maybe not by the players, but, but the tactics. It trickled down from the top. That they I were hate asked to, to park play. the bus at home. Yeah. I park do the too. bus at home. Bro. I mean, I still have faith in Minestrone, but. It's still just like... But Jason Christ called, and he, he said that that was a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, 100%. He also said leaving Real Salt Lake was a dumb idea, too. Yep, so. yep. No, if he could have gone back in time, he said he would have he would have stayed. That's what he said. Oh, really? Yeah, I talked to him the other day. Oh, nice. No, I made that up. Oh, okay, I was going to say. 100% made that up. <clears throat> so, 1-1 frustrating tie and two points that RSL may absolutely rue. Although, looking at scores from the other games... We the, stayed the, in the, the other teams in the world. The other teams in the West are doing their best job to keep RSL ahead of them. So we had that the, interesting? Friday the Galaxy in Seattle went back and forth for three to three. Thank you. Uh, they that were, was a huge thank you. The Galaxy upward were up two nothing. And then Seattle tied it. stormed back to go up three two. And then I guess they got a I haven't seen the highlight, but he, yeah. LA Galaxy got gifted or yep. got a PK in the end to tie it. Red Bull New York and Cincinnati 1-1. The Roonies. Oh, Roonies. The Roonies. Philadelphia just Ooh. owns D.C. right now. Thir- our- D.C. United has lost 13-0 to to Philadelphia this year. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they talk lost. about being owned by a team, right? Yeah. Oh. They not only own them. Um, well, anyway. <laughs> In any way you can own them. Philly owns D.C. And the sad thing was is that was at D.C., right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, there were there Star- were lots Lee of Stars sad was away, out there. Right, our six zero loss was away. <laughs> yeah. Well, seven zero loss and two time zones away. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. all, you know uh, not a even on a field. It's not even on a pitch. You know what I mean? Anyway, hey, I get it. That's but Montreal, Montreal took it to New England, four zero. That was a rough game. Jordan Mihailovic might be leaving the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rumors out there. Miami beat Toronto two to one. You know, they just gotta stay relevant. It's not about being a good brand if you don't occasionally win. And then uh, Minnesota with a fortunate win over Austin. Austin could have helped us out a little bit there. Crapids in Houston, one-to-one. San Jose. Over LAFC, that was a good game. 
surprising. I, they, yeah. they locked down Aranjo, which was really awesome. Which is interesting, right? Yeah, because, I mean, he was threatening, but they just, they had their number. Luck, uh, that second goal was a little little gift, I think. Yeah, and with that loss, LAFC clinches a playoff berth. Yeah, you would. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because of the other results, not not because they lost, they didn't get any points. But then on Sunday, uh, NYC FC 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 beat uh, Chicago two nil. Seabus in Atlanta two two. Tie Charlotte one lost one to two to Orlando, and a game I watched the second half on. It was really enjoyable. Um, As much as I dislike Kansas City, I will watch Portland get beat four to nothing. (laughs) Every week, I don't care who's beating them. I yeah, will, that's... I will watch them. So that was a very fortunate. And the thing with Portland, they're going to struggle to make the playoffs, even if they do have a nice run, because they only have seven victories, and the first tiebreaker after it's points wins. is is wins, not goal differential. Yeah, Ooh. they have twelve ties on the year. So wow, they've got a lot of work to do to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's probably because they're not wearing their rose jerseys all the time. No, yeah. it's because of those couch jerseys that they... Um, they won pretty much every time they wore that jersey. If you want to so. check the tape. So, I think you need to check the tape. That's your homework. Big. <laughs> I'm going to come back with a stat and be like, boom, roses are better. Roses are red. <laughs> all right, come on, Crowley. Yeah, so they, they, they church couched them when they... When they <laughs> Church couch, Jim. When they wear those jerseys. Ugh. So next big opponent, next game, big game, six big six point game. game. FC Dallas. RSL oh goes down to Dallas, where they uh, historically do so well in not Portland. winning. No, nope. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, in Dallas, in uh, in all of Texas. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it took them years to win in Texas. Uh, yeah. Seven p.m. this Saturday. But uh, that was a cool game when we did win in Texas. Javi scored in like the first minute, right? That's like the fastest goal in RSL history. And there was one, at least at that point. Yeah, wasn't there one game where he scored uh, two in the, at the end of the game too? Yeah, to uh, to win the game. Uh huh. So anyway. yeah. So yeah, I mean we're four points behind Dallas right now. So if we win, we'll cozy up right next to them, and uh, would be tied with Minnesota if both those teams lose at the weekend. But games played, Dallas has played twenty eight games, so. Uh, they are three points ahead, but they're two games more played than us and Minnesota. So, and those games in hand never work out like they think they. Yeah, it's crazy we don't want to count on points from those, but at the same time, the Galaxy's on thirty-four points, but they're only on twenty-five games, so they're three games behind Dallas. So, we'll see how that play out. Uh, but uh, going to the bottom, Portland, Seattle, and Vancouver are all out of the playoffs at this time, along with Colorado, San Jose, Houston, and Kansas City. Um, but it's interesting because most of those guys have tw- have played 27 games. Portland, Vancouver, they've all played 27. Same with Kansas City. So it's not likely that one of those teams is going to make a push. Vancouver and Seattle are still close. They're within, you know, Vancouver's essentially tied with LA Galaxy. And Seattle's one point behind them. But despite how poor Portland's played, they're tied with Seattle on points. So, Yeah, and I think, uh, what is it, from 7th to 11th is two, four points. Yeah. It's really tight. Yep, 34, 34, 33, 33, 32. Colorado's at 11th. So, yeah, it's still tight. We could still end up at 11th place pretty easily. Yeah. So <laughs> let's not... Uh, 
let's not give away points anymore. Let's go. Let's go get them in Dallas. You know, and that's that's how that's how you win playoff games. That's how you win. Make it to the playoffs is by being aggressive. And at the same time, Dallas has kind of made changes for this year, and we have made changes for the future. It feels like. Yeah, yeah. We'll see Moose. We'll see what he brings. He's supposed to be a poacher. Maybe he's a, training, so he's yeah. training with the team. Yeah, Maybe it seems league. like he's really. Um, the way I would describe him is like a, a guy who takes advantage of his chances. A little better, Rubin. Like kind of like what we need right now. Yeah. We create a lot of chances, and then they go wanting, right? And he's the kind of guy who might just turn this thing around by himself. Yeah, well, it only takes a couple of goals to get it. Yeah. Get that mindset going that a team believes even more that they uh, have the ability to win. So I yeah. think hopefully it, we can turn the moose loose. <laughs> Sorry, did that catch you? Uh, yeah. that, catch that you funny there, Brian. <laughs> turn the moose loose. Yeah, that in one. the campground <laughs> in Dallas. I don't know what's happening. Yo. He just did his uh, his uh, favorite dad joke <laughs> giggle. He's like, oh man. Did you come up with that one, Johnny? <laughs> no, you. Yeah, you definitely caught me with that one. Oh, yeah, I can see the whole ad campaign. The whole, yep, <laughs> turn the moose loose on the goose in Minnesota next. Yeah, anyway. So yeah, a lot of things to be positive about. It's been a fun, fun season, and, and uh, I expect RSL to turn it around. They've been playing much better the last few games, and as long as they don't uh, get too worried about. Uh, Having to win games and just go out and play, which is difficult, but uh, I think should be exciting into the season. I'm excited for it. Yeah, you think we'll take three in Dallas? Yeah, you're calling a win. I think so because uh, listening to McMath at the end of the game, uh, how blatantly mad he was, I think that's going to translate to get your shizzle dizzle together. So I I'm hopeful, and I, I think we have the talent, and I think we have. The players to do it well i'm just worried about getting a shizzle dizzle together but once they figure out whatever that is then maybe well, they can win the game well hope i know for a fact pablo is <laughs> probably going to go back to the drawing board and be like okay that was a dumb idea and, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna be like we need points we we cannot just go in there for one point because we're fragile at the moment we need the win we need yeah, to go we for need, it hopefully. we need three points yeah all right what are you calling brent um, sure, why not? Dallas? 3-1 RSL. Okay. That's what I... I'll take the 1-0 loss. <laughs> <laughs> that way, if we tie, we'll all be wrong. <laughs> yeah, so... So I, I, I think there's a lot of exciting things to rem- to work on during the season, and I think RSL's... It's, it's going to be fun watching the, the whole Western Conference as we end up getting closer to the playoffs. But come on, Crawley Update. If you're frustrated about Real Salt Lake, don't, don't become a <laughs> don't Crawley Google Town. Crawley right <laughs> now. I'm a Crawley Town fan. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! They uh, uh, another 2-0 frustrating loss. You talk about a team that can't figure out how to score and is lacking in midfield play. Uh, this is the team for you. Mm. Yes, they have a. The roster is probably better than last season, mm-hmm. but the team isn't. And uh-huh. you've got the new coach, Kevin Bessie, who came from Arsenal U23s. They're trying to play a new, uh, more front-footed, progressive, fancy uh, football. And that just might not work in League 2 at the moment uh, because it's League 2 is rather physical. 
Reminds mm-hmm. me of Major League Soccer, MLS. They lack in talent, so they make well, up for it with well, it's, strength. It's, it's also there's a lot of you know you get you go up one or two and then it's eleven men behind the ball because they're worried about unlike in Major League Soccer if you if you suck you get a wooden spoon and you get to come back next year in League Two didn't they don't give you a wooden spoon they just kick you out and you get to play in the National League and try and come back which is which is very difficult uh, in the promotion relegation but. Like I said, uh, it could be uh, interesting. Next, they lost two to nothing. They have one point in five games, mm. but they do have two goals to go with those. That one point. Um, in the do they also have matching socks? Yes, they have. Oh, socks. look at that! That's so yeah, good. Finally. That's good of yeah, them. That's yeah, great. But they it, also have matching shirts, right? Matching shirts. So See, they're they're already on the way to be a good team. The, the new owners are doing a lot of good stuff. I mean, improving the training facilities. They're doing a lot of good stuff, but it's not showing up on the field. But you, can't, those, you, can't, you can't be picking that it, out. It's five games in. Their next opponent is Rochdale, who is the one team that sucks worse than Crawley this so far. <laughs> They're so at the bottom. Should be, it should be a pick-up win, pick-me-up win, and hopefully they can get some goals to really get their goal differential back. Yeah, because they're at minus five. Two goals, Ooh. four, seven against. It could be they are they need to be patient though. It's kind of like a Mikel Arteta type thing with Arsenal. Yeah, <clears throat> last season was was tough, but they've turned it around and now they're on top of the Premier League after. Well, it takes time. Oh, the, games. Walk in there, but yeah, the first blah, 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 blah. season was even worse. Pablo Minestrone dust. Right, but in League Two, there's not a ton of patience. Crawley's playing Rochdale next week. Rochdale won the sack race, and you're wondering what's the sack race? Well, after four games, they're the first team to sack their coach. Uh, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, that's what they call it, the sack race. So four games in, fired to coach. Coach is gone. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're skating on thin ice, pal. Oh, yeah, yeah watch this. I'll yeah. lose four games to start the season. So, yeah, this could either this could turn pretty ugly and entertaining pretty quick here. So they gotta, <laughs> they've got to turn things around. But they'll do it. So that's the Crawley. Uh, come on, Crawley update. Oh, well, one other thing. They play Fulham on Tuesday. Premier League Fulham Ooh, in, yeah. in the EFL Carabao Cup at home. So Tuesday, Fulham is going to Crawley, the Broadfield And Fulham Stadium. stole three points the other day. They did a, they did a really good job. Yeah, they got the Jedi mind trick going on. And yeah. two years ago, Crawley Town sent Leeds packing. Oh, can we talk about Leeds uh, kit? Yeah. That's a beautiful kit. Right? The yellow and blue. Oh my gosh. That that's is the most stuff. tasteful yellow jersey I've ever seen in my life. I was like, that's Leeds? Wow. Okay. Like that's quality stuff. Good job. Good job, Whoever Brendan came. Aronson. You didn't oh, make did you it. See that? But did you see his <laughs> he stole the ball from Mendy? The goalie <laughs> the keeper of Chelsea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And scored a tap in goal. Oh dude, that a was no rough. Look, no look no tap look in. Tap oh in. dude. <laughs> I felt it's a so little bad cheeky for Mendy. from the American, but then they went on to win 3-0. 3-0 against the big, against well, a huge team. Yeah, because yeah, Sterling just got on that team too, so they're they're packing. You know, I think Raheem Sterling to me is is the best player that can never score a goal. Did you guys see the fight between Conte and oh, uh, yes. Tuchel? 
Oh yeah, last week. Yeah, that was yeah. hilarious, man. It was a, annoying. Like, Conte went to like celebrate, and Tuchel is that how you say his name? Is it Tuchel or Tuchel? Tuchel. It's Tuchel. Yeah. Yeah, it gets right in his face. They had to like separate him and stuff. And then when uh, well, Chelsea don't, don't celebrate in the other coach's box, dude. Right, right. That's not cool. But then when when Chelsea scored, he ran past Conte and like celebrated past him. And then at the end, they like had this weird like look me in the t- eyes. When it was like it was like a saw handshake. You know where you grab well, somebody's like, hand. Tuchel like, was like, forth, "You better look forth. me in the eye." And Conte was just like done with it. Yeah. But apparently they're all good. Like after the Prince conference, they're just like, "No, we're just worried about the game." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Well, that's cool. <laughs> Two dads are not mad." <laughs> that's hilarious. So, fun uh, stuff. What a fun sport. So grandma gears. Oh yeah, it, it, it relates to soccer. I swear. Okay. Okay. okay let's hear. So it. we do this podcast in the morning, right? Real early in the morning. So I'm driving down. I'm doing. 45 and a 40, you know, because you don't really need to go by the speed limit. <laughs> Not in Utah. Not in Utah. So I'm going 45, and all of a sudden I see LED lights in my rearview mirror, and it's this big old Chevy, you know, total, you know, over there, driving down, and he's on my butt. I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. I'm like, holy cow, man. Like, you don't need to be this close to me. And then after like two miles, I finally turn to come down the street, and then I bring, put. I just give him a thumbs up, like, "Yeah, you're a Jack A," and he like honks his horn at me, and then drives down. And I was like, "What's the point of doing that? Like, you've been riding my butt the entire time. It's kind of like when I'm walking down the street, right? Somebody just like walks gets really right, close, right, right behind, behind you. you, stride for stride, is like breathing Walk down faster. your neck, just walking down, and then you finally turn into a into like a you know like okay, I'm here at my destination. He goes, "Hi, hi." And then just keeps walking down. And I'm like, what kind of stupid crap is this? And I thought, that's kind of like when people, you know, get a red card and they start yelling at the ref. You know, like, After, you just yeah. you just plowed through somebody with your cleats up and you're like, hey, what? Hey, what? What do you mean? That's that didn't happen. Card. That didn't happen. Yeah, so they're all stupid. Especially after the red card's been shown. Yeah, it's like... I think 0% of the time that's ever been rescinded, in except for VAR. So, Well, just recently, Crystal Palace... Newcastle just got it rescinded when but, they were playing Manchester City. But through VAR, right? But, yeah, yeah, through VAR. Yeah, but that's the, the ref thing. Like, didn't go back on his I was decision. Like, what kind of stupid crap is this? And then I just remember, like, oh, that's how all the uh, players <laughs> talk to the ref about. Like, it's just so annoying. So, whatever, black Chevy. Yeah, he like tried to, he was a diesel. He was trying to do the black smoke thing. I was like, you're, you're so tough. Yeah, I won't say it on the podcast. Well, you drive a race car. People expect you to drive fast. It's the slowest car ever. <laughs> it's like 160 horsepower. It looks like a looks like a race car, man. Going downhill, it's really fun. Oh, okay. Just uphill. Did you drive the Mazda or the other one? I drove the BRZ or BRZ. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, is that what they call it in Canada? Canada and England. It's not Z. It's Z. England says Z too. Yeah, I thought it was just Canada. We are the only ones that say Z. Really? Yeah. What about Australia? We need people that they say hit Z. Us up. Z. They say Z. So too. like you know like the BMW uh, Z4. Yeah. Like all the all the people that do car stuff, Z4. they're like, oh yeah, we just got the new Z4. And I was like, what's a Z4? And or, then I see it. I'm like, that's a Z4. Oh, <laughs> Z4 or the what's 240 ZX. Yeah. So like all their kids are going X Y Z. Instead yeah. of X Y Z, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's Canada. Weird. So anything... I blame Canada for all the problems <laughs> with the English language, yeah. <laughs> as we're using like Fahrenheit and inches. <laughs> yeah, it's Canada's fault. 
Yeah. So anyway, uh, fun game. Uh, destroyed by maybe some tactical choices that could have been better. Um, two points that hopefully won't come back to bite us. Of course, they've been doing that quite a bit, giving away points that are going to come back to bite us when it comes to uh, playoffs, well, making the playoffs, playoff seedings. So. We're all we're all going to just be laughing at this when we win the title this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Make, yeah. yeah. Remember yeah. when we were scared? Remember when? <laughs> All right. So remember, the RSL Random Fan Podcast is the podcast for Real Salt Lake fans of every age and level of knowledge and soccer experience. Remember to follow us on all of the social medias, Twitter, Instagram. OnlyFans. Um, oh, all yeah. Of them. oh, yeah. <laughs> OnlyFans. Nope. Oh, it is. <laughs> nope. Definitely not that one. Nope. nope. We are trend-setting. <laughs> but guess what? Our giveaway ends this week. Yes. So you oh, need to hurry right. and get in so you can Thursday. win the giveaway because Thursday is the last day, the we'll 25th. Announce the winner on Friday. Yep. Oh, nice. Yep. Are so we just, do, are we just doing in. a fishbowl with names in there? Yeah. And you got to follow us. Retweet and tag somebody, or Instagram. tell us your favorite kit, or hit us up on Instagram. But Instagram, but Instagram is the um, like, follow, and then tag, tag, somebody. tag somebody. Yeah, yeah. You tag you somebody on all of them. So start following us. We want to get those up, and so we can have a, a, create a better, uh, more positive community. More positive community, yeah. For the RSL with some RSL with some treats and goodies. So we're not uh, trying to slit our wrists at the end of every also, game. Also, that kit, you get to pick the size. So it's not like you're just going to get like a size medium yeah, jersey. Yeah, you, you get to go to the store and you try them on. go to the store. They say, what's your size? So everything is going to fit you. So that's a higher quality giveaway. Yeah, the store's on board. Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you to the Real Salt Lake. Thank store, you, Thomas. Team store and Thomas Warren for all of that. And uh, with that, I will say goodnight. I will say goodbye. I will say kick some people in the shins. <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs>